Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark films from the cynical cinephile point of view. As well as the hopeless romantic point of view. My name is Hamilton. And I'm Stephanie. And we have a doozy for you today. A doozy, do you say? <laughs> um, yes, I, I do. I do say we have a doozy. Uh, we have one that I, I know both of us have been looking forward to this one in terms of the summer movies. We have some some big heavy hitters in this one. Uh, it is called the 27-Hour Day. Yes. Also, let's just make a quick note that this is our 50th episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. That is really cool. Uh, we we made it to 50. We made it to 50. We wouldn't have been able to do it without all of your support uh, that you all have shown us. Uh, it, it's fantastic. I think I say this at the end of everyone, but... Your messages, your ratings, your likes, your interactions just been fantastic. And we, we really appreciate it. You, you guys got us here to 50. Yes, absolutely. Um, and we're, we're just having a blast. So. so let's get right into what you guys came here for. 27-hour day. Stephanie, what did you think about this film? What is your, your review? Did you like it? Were you just sort of eh about it? Did you hate it? Do you not want to watch this movie ever again? How do you how do you how do you sit? Uh, well, you know our our rating system is if you would watch it again, if you'd have it on in the background, or if you would never want to have it grace your TV screens again. This movie is is teetering. It's a it's a bit of a teetering on I would watch it again mm -hmm. and have it on in the background. Uh, I lean a little more towards have it on in the background. Okay. But it is, it, it's a fine, fine line. But I liked it. I thought it was really sweet. Uh, I think my expectations were far too high that nothing could have lived up to, <laughs> to what I had concocted in my brain somehow. So I, I blame myself for that. Mm -hmm. And, but no, I... I, I enjoyed it. it. It was a cute movie. Okay. For me, it was just fine. I might watch it again. I might have it on the background. Uh, it, was just, it was just fine for me. Technically speaking, there were some outstanding moments in here. But also, technically speaking, we had some weird sort of editing, editing choices. So it, it's weird because the lighting in this film was excellent. Absolutely tremendous. I'll get into it later on, but let me just tell you some of the best lighting I've seen in a hot minute. So as you all know, I, I love lighting. So there's a big part of me that was just drawn to this film right from the start. But overall, it was just sort of, it was just a fine experience. I felt like it was missing something. Maybe we can talk about what that is, you know, together, try and figure yeah. that out. But it was, it was good. It was fine. Fine and good. Fine and good. There you have it, guys. That's our... That's our <laughs> review. Fine and good. So let me uh, lay down a, a plot summary please, for you. Please do. For those that have not seen this movie, this fine and good movie. This one's a little lengthy. Okay. I went a little hard on it. I'm not going to lie. You've been pumping me up should every get, episode. Should I get some coffee? I mean, <laughs> how, how long is this going to be? Yeah, just sit back, grab your little blanket, cozy on up. Here we go. Lauren is a workaholic with a podcast about life hacks to somehow fit more hours into your day. 
she gets told she needs to slow down and find a work-life balance. So she heads to a retreat in Montana to unplug, literally. Without her smartwatch and constant emails, she's able to truly find herself. She also finds a little more than expected with Jack, part owner of the retreat and wannabe vet. They bond over pigs and hammocks and loading the dishwasher and help one another in reaching their true potential, not only in their careers, but also in love. That's great. That was beautiful. I like that. I think I think you, you covered the entire movie. We're done. That's it. Wrapped it up. Wrapped in a it nice up. Little bow. Uh, but you know, I think you covered all the main points of it. Uh, you know, when you said workaholic. It goes beyond a workaholic. This is someone. I, I don't even know what a word for it is. You know, the next step above a workaholic is what the main character is. Yeah, and I feel like the the perfect person for this role was Autumn Reeser. Mm-hmm. Uh, she plays Lauren, and I I thought she was fantastic in this role. Yeah. You know, I've seen her in a few other ones, and I do have to say I feel like this has been my favorite movie of hers so far. Okay. I was a fan of hers, you know, when she was in the OC uh, back in the day. Uh, and, you know, her Hallmark movies have been fine. I just, I feel like they never put her with with a love interest that I was crazy about. So I was really excited to have her with Andrew Walker in this one. And I thought they were a great pairing. And she played this, you know, extreme workaholic character uh, very well. She did. Uh she did play it extremely well. I, you know, I think there were points, though, that it got a little over the top, a little too much for me to kind of hammer home sort of this this hyper... We got to come up with a word. We have to come up with a word for super workaholic. There's got to be a word out there. Super workaholic. No, that is not, that is not it. But So yeah, she did play this well. Um, I, I think towards the end especially, I started to connect with the character a little bit more for her. But early on, it was just, it was almost too much for me. It was, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's anyone out there like this. Maybe there is, but I had a hard time connecting with her because of that. Yeah, I mean, I cannot relate. Uh, but I think that there definitely are people that way. I think it, I feel like I kind of understand what you're saying is that it was a little over the top, but I just was like, it's a movie, you know, like they were trying to play it up that she needs a break uh, because I was like, you know, her, the whole idea of the, the 27 hour day really makes absolutely no sense to me. But I'm glad you said this. I <laughs> we, we need to talk about this. Go ahead. Go ahead. But I think for her character, like, cause she somehow has a life hack for every situation ever in life, which if someone actually does have a life hack for every single thing in life, like Bravo, that that's impressive. So yeah, it was a little over the top, but I just sort of embraced it. Cause I was like, this is just her character. It's a movie, you know? Well, the, so I was so, I was so confused by this in the beginning because it's called the 27 hour day. She has a company, a podcast called the 27 hour day. It's, she has life hacks to make, she has life hacks so you get 
back more time to do more work. That's, I, I didn't understand that at first. I, I had assumed incorrectly that these life hacks to give you back time would be to relax, would be to spend time with your family. That that wasn't the case at all. That doesn't come, she doesn't have this realization until the end of the movie. Right. And so it, it that kind of just seemed unrealistic to me. I was like, why would someone want more time so that they could work more? <laughs> Uh, that, that's that's her podcast. That's her podcast right there. Here's how to save time so that you can work more. And the thing that I love about this movie, though, is I, I appreciate that this movie brought to the to the forefront burnout, overworking. It's a real thing, and I, I was really happy to see a movie kind of address this. Yeah, I think it was very apropos for this time, especially. I think a lot of people are experiencing experiencing burnout and yeah i think that this movie was i think it was a very important message that they were trying to convey it maybe to me was a little too real aside from like her being super workaholic which i do still think people there are people like that but it was maybe just a little too real which i felt maybe was kind of what hindered the movie. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't enough. I mean, I know it's a summer movie. Like we're not gonna have magic, obviously. <laughs> but summer Santa comes it just in on this, felt on this like sleigh. A little too stuff about like technology and needing to slow down. Like I do think we all need to hear that, but I think it's still something that maybe it does hit a little too close to home. Well, maybe I'll say this. I I think that when movies like this try and and package a message in them, it it can hinder the romantic aspect uh, of the film. And a lot of times that's, you know, that's what a lot of us are here for is that sort of romantic aspect that kind of, that's supposed to sort of push the, the narrative along and, you know, we're supposed to be connected. When, when you have this message there, it kind of muddies the water a little bit. And I think that's kind of what happened here. We, we have some beautiful scenes of romance toward, towards the end of the film. But I think I, I had a hard time with that. And, you know, Andrew Walker, we were very excited for this one because of, you know, Andrew. Mm-hmm. King of Hallmark. Yes. Yes. He, he is the king of Hallmark. And I loved, I actually, I really did like his character, in this movie. And I, I do agree that it it was a little, I don't want to say a little too preachy, but I do kind of agree in that sense that it kind of takes a little bit away from sort of like the, ma- like, and I use the word magic as in like the magic of romance, the magic of movies is that you're, and I know for me, a lot of times, like I'm looking to these movies as sort of like an escape from reality so so it's like a movie that brings so much reality to it that that makes sense it kind of yeah am i making sense uh but again i think it was a very sweet movie and it it was a, a great effort of them trying to put out this message and i think there was a nice sort of you know thread of romance throughout the movie it wasn't in your face. But yeah, I really like the aspect of Andrew's character. You know, we've seen it before, but I think he played it really well of, you know, wanting to uphold his dad's legacy and like wanting to take care of the family. Like I felt like I could feel that weight 
on him. Yeah, no, I agree. Even, you know, when he walks by the Instagram filter photo of his dad in the very beginning, you know, we have that tie automatically to his to his family. You can see that he's a family man. He knows about cookies. He knows about dogs. Uh, this this guy knows what's going on and and with his family. Uh, so we have that connection right away. He knows about cookies. I mean, yeah, he knew that you take him out just a little bit early. Brilliant. Brilliant move. Yeah. What a man. Let's talk about this meet cute between our two our two romantic leads. Yes. So in the world of meet cutes, this one sadly <laughs> does not rank high for me personally, the the romance expert. It was cute, I guess you could say, but Was it? You know, she was it she's walking with the weights and she goes to shake his hand with the weight in her hand. Haha. <laughs> like, I don't know. I I liked his reaction. Like, I think Andrew played that really well. The one part I will say that I did enjoy about it was he he does give her a look over. Oh yeah, as she's walking away. Classic Andrew Walker look over. Yes, he is really great at the look over. So that was my favorite part because he was just like, whoa now, mm -hmm. this girl has caught my eye. <laughs> but again, we've seen these mute cutes where it's just kind of like, oh, hi, if you have any questions, let me know. I'll yeah. be around. Like... I, I kind of wanted a little more Spice funny or something. Yeah. Just Spice it up. I mean, at this point, Hallmark knows that we love these meet cutes. There's certain things in a Hallmark film that you, you do, and you can kind of, you know, get around that in certain ways. You can sort of bend the rules, but there's certain things in these films that we all look out for. One of these being the meet cute. And um, yeah, it was just a little flat for me, except, except for the Andrew Walker lookover. Well, one of the funniest things about this film for me was one of the running themes throughout this film, and let me know if you picked up on this too, was Jack's sister seems to have hated Lauren. I don't, did you pick up on that at all? There was shade thrown by her to Lauren nonstop, nonstop. I didn't get the feeling that she hated her, but there was, I feel like there was one scene where I did feel a little shade, like from her. And I want to say... I'll tell you what it was. Was it the blueberries? It was the blueberries. Yeah, it was okay. the blueberries. She comes up. Lauren has, uh, is it a bushel of blueberries? I think it's a bushel. Lauren has a bushel of blueberries uh, filled to the top. And, uh, and Ayla comes over and says, whoa there, Lauren. There's no award for, you know, most blueberries picked. Total shade thrown at her. Total shade. And we get another little shady comment when she looks at her painting. Uh, Lauren is doing this painting workshop with all the all the guests that are at this uh, this retreat, and she's not painting well. She's throwing paints left and right. And uh, Ayla comes over, and she's like, why don't you start small? You don't need to paint everything. Like, total shade. I loved it. Loved it. It ran through the film. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if Ayla just is a little, you know, she is kind of like projecting because she doesn't like people that are you know all about technology and stuff because obviously their retreat is about you know taking time away from that and they don't believe in clocks for some reason um which is probably why they burn those brownies but <laughs> it's definitely why they burn the brownies but i think that uh yeah there definitely was a little shade with the blueberry scene yeah uh and the painting and speaking of ayla as a supporting character i just want to commend 
the the cat the whole cast i feel like this was a phenomenal cast we talk a lot about the authenticity of of the characters and when they all come together that it it does feel special so i will say that the casting of this movie did feel very special i felt like Mm -hmm. everyone genuinely liked each other and that they did have a lot of fun making this movie um yeah no i I think you're absolutely right I, i picked up on that too i mean the really the entire cast from lauren's assistant who was an absolute delight all the way down to Roger. Know, the pig. The pig? Oh, okay. All the way down to the pig. I'm Roger. No, Roger's at the top. Not all oh. the way down to Roger. Roger's near the top. I know. I just Roger's I was trying to think of another character that I love. The pig. So from the assistant to the pig, we had an amazing cast. Amazing cast of characters. Absolutely. Um, and so I did have to take a, a, a moment to shout out Jackie Lind, who did the casting for this movie, because I was so impressed with everyone and i just thought it was great i I liked the feel those were some of my favorite scenes uh when they were just all together doing activities and and you could just tell like they were just having a really great time except for ayla who kept you know throwing shade at lauren that was (laughs) that was the only only thing no if i may if i may talk a little technical because like like i said in the beginning the the lighting in this film was excellent was was excellent yeah i have to say that even i noticed it, it maybe it was lighting i don't know i just thought it was a gorgeous movie like yeah. it was shot beautifully mm-hmm. the locations they were at like it was just like i wanted to go to this retreat yeah the set design uh was incredible as well from the retreat the interior of the retreat to the exterior a lot of times we had these nice wides of the of the group all together and the, the mountains are always in the background. I mean, so you, you're just seeing these snowed peak, snowy peak mountains in the background. Uh, but yeah, the interior space of this retreat was just incredible. And a lot of that had to do with how it was lit. You know, they had a lot of natural lighting, um, but they also got really creative, especially around the, the I'm going to say infamous, can I say that infamous camping scene? I mean, I feel like infamous... Doesn't that convey like something not great? That's true. Around the <laughs> wonderful <laughs> camping scene, I mean, we're talking, uh, you know, blue moonlight on one side of their face, warm orange uh, light from the campfire on the other side. And even even then, there was a moment where they're sitting in the chairs. They had this great rim light. You know, I talk about rim light a lot. Beautiful moonlight rim light on the on the you know, the side of their heads, just, ah, oh, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. You know, some films will just crank up that rim super hot. They didn't do it in this time. Just subtle, subtle kisses here and there. There's a, there's a scene where they're sitting in, in chairs, the sun setting, little, little kiss, little kiss of rim on the back of their heads, little orange light, just little touches like that make a huge, huge difference in this movie. So props to, to the lighting and props to the, the camera work as well. Some nice drone shots in there. I really hope our listeners will go back and watch this movie and, you know, they're watching the scene and be like, oh, those are those subtle kisses of rim light that <laughs> Hamilton was talking about. Please do. Please do. And let me know about it. Um, because I, I want to go back and watch the scene now uh, for those for those kisses. That was gorgeous. And I mean, not only were there kisses of rim light, 
<laughs> there were kisses of lips. Ooh, there were. There of were human lips. Of human of human lips. We have kisses of human lips. Of human lips. Those of Lauren and Jack's, of course. And I have to tell you something, my dear. It's been a minute. I've seen some amazing kisses in some of the the movies that we've talked about, but it has been a minute since I felt some frisons. <laughs> and for those that don't know, a frison is a goosebump, and it is what I feel in my Cajun body when something is as magical as this kiss that we got. The campfire. So the infamous campfire. No. <laughs> it's it has to be said that you know we don't often get mid movie kisses that yeah. are not interrupted. This is an uninterrupted kiss, and as short as it may be, it was fantastic. Yeah, no, it was it was a great kiss, unexpected a little bit, and uh, yeah, it was it was a nice nice little uh, nice little peak right there in the movie for me. Yeah, I mean, just in that whole scene, like the dialogue, like leading up to it, that's really what gave me the free songs is like, he's like telling her that he's never met anyone like her. You know, he's like hundreds of people come through here. There's never been anyone like you. And she's like, you know, I don't uh, normally or no, he says that he doesn't normally like come on the camping trips. And like, ooh, like I started getting the tingles just there. Like, oh, he's admitting something to her. And then she's like, well, I don't normally like slowing down. And then he's- I must be a bad influence on you. <laughs> oh, my God. He does not sound like that, but that was nice. And then she's like, well, maybe you're exactly what I need. Oh, and, yeah. oh my God. Dialogue. I'm getting them again just <laughs> thinking about it. Dialogue was on point. Dialogue was on point. And and I kid you not, I thought for sure there was going to be like a, a coyote in the background or something to interrupt this kiss. But no, they gave it to us. And uh, yeah, bravo. Yeah, no, excellent. And again, it was lit really well too. So while this was <laughs> happening, the lighting, mwah, chef kiss, beautiful. Yeah, that's what I was noticing. <laughs> no, it was really cool. It was a really cool scene. Uh, the the one thing that kind of bothered me is after that they don't really talk about it. No, they don't. And I'm like, wait, did was that a dream? Did I miss <laughs> something? You know, I I'm not really sure. Like I said, the romance was pretty subtle throughout, but then we get this like gigantic scene in mid movie, and I'm I was just thrilled for it. And I feel like we've been seeing that a lot. Is like some of the movies where the romance is kind of, you know not in your face they give us something that like shocks us because i felt like this was a shock yeah no that, that's a good point it's almost you're you're absolutely that's a great that's a great call out it's like the subtle romance uh the softer romance the smolder if you will and then the shock yeah that's that's a great call out yeah because i mean I, I like the i feel like throughout the whole movie this their scenes together were very quick they would have a scene together and then it would be gone. So we weren't getting a lot of lingering talks or us like seeing them get to know each other a whole lot more and really until this scene. And, you know, I I really liked it. But at the same time, I wish I wish there maybe there, there are other scenes also 
had a little more like room to breathe. Yeah, and I think that comes down to to editing. I really think that comes down to editing. The editing in this film just did not hit home for me. There were a lot of jump cuts, quick cuts. It seemed like the 180 rule kind of got broke at points. Just very jarring to me. I was not not a fan of the editing. It didn't seem to really go with the rest of the film. And I, I think that really hindered it for me. Yeah, I do. And I feel like even I noticed some of the editing. Like I, the scenes were very quick. Like you would get into a scene and then before you know it, we were moved, we were moved on. Yeah, and you, and you can find, and again, it, you can find room in there. You know, it's the director and it's the editor too, but find room in there. I don't think we needed the, um, I don't think we needed the, the brownie burning scene, for instance. I, I, that didn't really add anything to me. Um, Although. You like that scene. I did like that scene. Never mind. I'm, I mean. So, I, <laughs> I thought it was odd that it was a thing, but it, it made me laugh. So there were moments that I thought were really funny and it seemed a little out of place, but it still made me laugh. So I did take something away from it because we get that wonderful scene with uh, the character Mike uh, played by Jeff Gustafson. And when they see the burned brownies, he's like, Oh, all that butter gone. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, yes, Mike, my thoughts. Exactly. Yeah, I mean that. All right, that was that was a great scene. I will say that. But think about this. Let me just put this out there for you. If they'd gotten rid of that scene, they could have had maybe a funny scene between Lauren and Jack, a funny scene with Lauren, Jack, and Ayla, or something. I mean, it just seemed like an unnecessary kind of scene. And that, that there's a few of them throughout the film where that happens, where it's like, do we really need this? Is this really giving us anything for the plot, or is this just a little sprinkle of something? Yeah, I because they did have such a wonderful cast, I think it ended up turning into more of like more group scenes yeah. with like everyone. So they would have some like funny moments there, which I didn't mind, but I think it did pull a little bit away from us of like getting that full picture of Jack and Lauren's oh, relationship for sure. For growing. Sure. I mean, could you imagine if if the the supporting cast wasn't good? I mean, how how painful this movie would have been. <laughs> But thankfully, everyone's great. And especially, we, we talked about Roger. I mean, well, let's go back to that campfire scene. The vocals on this man, oh my goodness. That that whole scene of, of everyone around the campfire singing, uh, sitting by the dock of the bay, yeah, was just, was magical. This was a magical moment that really wasn't centered around romance or anything, just characters bonding and connecting with each other. It reminded me of the friends in... Um, uh her pen pal in paris you know i got sort of that that connection vibe and, and i was there for it i love that scene yeah i was not expecting that uh we even get to hear a little bit of andrew and autumn singing like i just thought it was a really sweet scene and that's why i say like this movie was very sweet they just had these really nice like tender moments especially like this one where we really get to feel like we know the characters. Mm -hmm. And so I think maybe that's why maybe some of the romance was hindered because they were showcasing a lot of the other cast, which was totally fine as they should have been showcased because they were wonderful. Um, but I do find it is a little bit harder to navigate that when you do have so many cast members um, and you're trying to give them each a story and, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. I will say one of the missed opportunities for me, the hammocks. 
Uh, Jack takes Lauren out to the hammock because she's not a fan of board games. Who's not a fan of board games? Board games are great. They're, I mean, awesome. But again, this is Lauren who says, literally says, I've never had a sample at a grocery store. So Lauren, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with you. I'm not sure. I mean, in the time of COVID, sure. Understandable. Oh, yeah, my goodness. But she says never, yeah. never ever had a sample at a grocery store. Never. How? How? I mean. Like- I, I don't know. Uh, so Jack takes um, takes Lauren over to see some ca- hammocks in the in the starlight. It's really beautiful. And I the first thing I'm thinking, how are they going to get in the hammocks and make it look graceful and beautiful? And they just cut away and they're already in the hammocks. No problem. It's because you can't. I get know. into a hammock. I wanted to and see it, it so bad. I wanted to see Andrew Walker try and navigate that hammock. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. I, think I mean, it would be great. I will say though, if any two people could probably make it look graceful and beautiful, it would be <laughs> Autumn and Andrew. That's, but. Prob- that's probably true. That's probably true. But yeah, that was that was a big that was a big letdown. Just not seeing the hammock. Yeah, I, and again, again, I felt like that was a missed opportunity. I thought that was a really cute scene, but. The conversation was just kind of lacking yes. for me. Yes. Oh, I was I was thinking, okay, they're in these hammocks. You know, they're looking at the stars. They're connecting. You know, they're alone. I, I expected uh, a lot more intimacy in this moment. You know, so the wall starting to break down. A little bit of connection. Not, you know, campfire scene intimacy. Just a little bit more um, from that part. And so the pacing was a little off for me, for sure. Yeah, it definitely was a, a slow burn, if you will. It was a slower movie. And I, I guess, I don't know if they were doing that on purpose because the whole point of the movie was to slow down, oh, but you don't want oh, the movie to Look be, how meta that is. I know. That is, oh my God, it's so meta. <laughs> That's why this movie is slow, guys, is because we're supposed to slow down. <laughs> we're supposed to be immersed in it. That's brilliant. Stephanie, yes, you, you, you've done it. I've cracked done the it. code. Uh, the 27-hour code. The 27-hour code. I, the other thing that I had a problem, other than the hammock, obviously, the other thing that I had a problem with, the barn wine. Jack gets some wine from the barn that he's had stored in the barn for Lauren and him to drink. They're, you know, this beautiful lake, uh, lakeside, you know, little sit, little chat. Apparently the wine is awful. And it, it broke my heart to see them then cheers and just throw the wine on the ground. Did you experience that pain of seeing that wine just hit the blades of grass? No, because if it was not good wine then they aged in a barn barn wine sounds delicious i think i mean let's let's unpack that barn wine sounds delicious to you was there like odors uh, of (laughs) of the barn animals rustic have a nice hay flavor the authentic like the authentic experience with barn wine was it not sealed properly i'm not really sure but from the from their expressions, I don't think that anything was lost. Well, the sad thing is, is that then Jack serves it to guests later on in the film. So I mean, this barn wine's doing something for something. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think it was neat that we have Roger, you know, who's retired, and you know, he talks about burnout too. So we see sort of burnout, not just with Lauren, but with Roger as well, where he doesn't know what to do with his time. You know, he's trying to. He's there at the retreat to try and figure out what he's going to do with his retirement, you know, to take a vacation away from his vacation is kind of what he calls it. And you see that. I I felt that, you know, I worked um, a lot, you know, pre-COVID and and after, you know, COVID hit, I, I didn't, I wasn't working as much and just not knowing what to do and that, that sense of, 
you know, yourself being tied into your job. I mean, that I, I resonated completely with Roger there. Also, shout out Tom Pickett, who plays Roger. Um, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that storyline definitely resonated with us and a lot of other people of like trying to figure out what you're going to do, what your next steps are if you lose your job, which, you know, we both did during COVID. And also Jack's character with like him realizing that he could follow his dreams even. And there's a great line where he says, you know, I'm closer to 40 than I am to 20. Oh God, that hit me. And he's like, yeah. And you know, what do I do? I start, I start all over and it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, that is something you think about when you get older. And if you're thinking about changing careers or paths and uh, so yeah, that storyline definitely resonated. And I thought that was, really important to showcase in the movie. And I thought they did a beautiful, a beautiful job with mm-hmm. that. That scene, by the way, where, where Jack and, and Lauren kind of have their, their conflict, I guess we can call it the conflict part of the movie. It was just acted so well by both people. I mean, that scene just resonated with me. It hit home when he says that line about being closer to 40. It, I was like, my God, I'm, I'm closer to 40 than I am to 20. It just, it just really hit me and they just gave impeccable, impeccable performance right there. And when he ends the the kind of the argument there with, I can't just write a blog post about it. And then immediately he realizes he shouldn't have said that because I, I'm punched in the gut when he says it to her. You know, I'm so invested in this argument they're having. Just that was probably one of the best acted, best scenes in the film for me. Yeah, I, I made a note that I thought that was one of the like most real conversations we've seen in a hallmark movie period like that interaction with them uh was so believable and yeah you can see the the frustration that he's feeling from her sort of like calling him out on stuff that you know when you're in that argument and you're like someone's telling you something that you already know it's like you don't need to tell me i already know this so it's like i was definitely feeling that from him um, and yeah, he, he shot a, a low blow there mm. with the blog post comment. So, but yeah, he, you do see that he immediately regrets it. Uh, and I love that they actually, for the most part, talk about it like the next morning. I mean, she is leaving, so they don't really have a choice, but they kind of just are like, yeah, you know, I was upset, you know, you, you were right. And it's something, you know, he's going to think about, but yeah, that scene was was fantastic. And it wasn't just the acting of that that fight scene, but also the way it was written. I think we need to give a give a shout out to the writer. Uh, yes, we have uh, Audrey Shulman, which worked on the writing on this movie, and uh, we are big fans of hers. She did as luck would have it, mm-hmm. which was an amazing movie that we love. Uh, so yeah, there definitely was some great dialogue in this movie, uh, especially that scene. Uh, it being so, so real. real. Yeah, yeah. It, definitely real. And, uh, you know, after Lauren's done with the retreat, she goes she goes back to her job, obviously. But she also goes back to see her mom, who is played by one of our favorites. Yeah, we uh, you'll hear her name a lot every movie that she's in and we review because she deserves the, the call out. She's Shout a delight. Out. Delight. A delight. And that's Franny. Frances Flanagan, she plays Lauren's mom, and 
darn if she just doesn't need more airtime. I just, I was wishing, I always wish she's like in the movie more. Yeah. Uh, we get that phone call with her and then at the end. But that was one of the most touching scenes. Oh my God. I wasn't, I was not expecting to cry in this movie. I, you know, we're at near the, nearing the end of the film. I was like, all right, we're getting through this, you know, nothing, no tears or anything. All of a sudden that, that sort of connection with the mom and, and the daughter and, you know, Lauren thanking her for all she, oh my, it, it struck me. And, you know, talking about it now, you know, we, we originally said, I don't know if I'd watch this movie again. You know, it's fine and good. The back half of this movie, the more I talk about it, the back half of this movie is just done so well that it, it's rising. The more we discuss, it's rising. Yeah, it takes a little bit to get there. And that's what, you know, it's a, it is a little slow. So yeah. if you haven't seen the movie, it definitely is a little slow. Yeah, um, give, give it some time. Let it simmer. Let but it simmer. there are, like we said, and there are moments. That's why I think like I go back and forth of like if I'd have it on in the background because there are certain scenes that I would want to see again. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to watch like the whole thing through again, but there definitely are those scenes that really do captivate hit you. you. Just, just you have that hallmark magic. And the argument between uh, Lauren and Jack and the campfire and the mom and, and Lauren uh, connecting again, that's that hallmark magic that I love. I absolutely love. And even the phone conversation they have in the beginning, the I hate phone conversations. I hate them because you're not able to connect with the characters. You're not able to you know see them side by side. And so the way they handled this was beautifully. We have Lauren at home with her AirPods in, so she's not even like holding the phone, so it seems more natural. She's eating her ice cream. Uh, the mom is just, the mom, you know, played by Franny, is just kind of leaning against the door frame. A great pose, just naturalistic pose. It seemed real to me. It seemed like an authentic conversation. Loved it. Yeah, that scene was great. Um, and yeah, that's, you know, credit to the to these actors that are just pros. They're yeah. just, they're so good at taking these characters and making them real to us. The one thing, you know, we haven't talked about that I think everybody came here for is the pig. Yeah, that little piglet. I mean, that destructive piglet eats, eats, destroys, crumples the the presentation that Jack was going to do. I, I honestly thought they were going to have bacon the next morning when that happened. I mean, that's that pig is destructive. Evil pig. Can't believe you said that. That little piglet, he, he deserves his own credit. Uh, or she. I, maybe it was a girl. I think it was a girl. Do you, do, you have, do you have the name of the pig for real? Uh, I do not. I think <laughs> I was looking. I didn't do my extensive research. If anyone can tell me who, where this pig is, what is the pig's name? Does this pig have an Instagram? Um, I didn't do my deep dive yet. I, I will after this episode. But uh, yeah, that pig, little piggy, was the cutest thing. I'm not like a huge fan of pigs. I, I've known people that have had them as pets and I've just always thought they were dirty and, you know, noisy. But when a pig is a little piggy, and especially this little piggy, I mean, my heart. Like, I would have taken that little piglet into our home and care for, cared for it like it was my child. <laughs> yeah. When, when I, I agree with you, especially when it had the little leash you know, the vet has a little leash for it. I mean, oh my goodness. Like, I know. I was like, you mean I could have like a little pig and like walk, go for walks with the pig? Like, you know, he's like a puppy, but he's a little piggy. 
in that moment, I, watching this movie, I was just like, I, I need a, a pet pig now. Yeah, no, for real. I probably would feel differently if I actually had a pet pig. Maybe one where we could visit. We just need like a, a <laughs> like a rent a pig. You know, have a pig for a day. Or we go to some retreat in Montana where they're you know <laughs> have fostering a little rehabilitating yeah. a little piggy, and then we can just play with it there. But, you know, we talk about heartbreaking scenes. When Jack has to say goodbye to that pig. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was hoping maybe we would have had some tears. Like it was it was heartbreaking for me. <laughs> you know? He he had to say goodbye to Lauren. They had just gotten in that fight. And then yeah. he, he loses his little friend, his little buddy. And that that for me was heartbreaking. But the pig was wonderful. Definitely a show stealer for sure. I'd love to see more. More, more, more from the this pig. pig. More Hallmark movies for this little piggy. Also, just uh, another shout out that I I would like to give. Uh, well, there's a few, a few uh, for technical. Please. Uh, is first of all the uh, costuming. Yeah, good call. Good call. I absolutely loved for this movie. Um, costume designer is Martin Spencer. Mm-hmm. So, bravo, Martin. From like the the pantsuit that like teal pantsuit she's wearing in the beginning, which was gorgeous, and then I loved that blue and white stripy number that she's like wearing. Well, she wears that multiple days, which I think adds to the authenticity of the character. You know, wear wear the same outfit different days as you would. Yeah. You know. That's what I'm saying. Like, um, I, I like that they, they did that. They had her in that same outfit two days in a row. Yeah, I love all of the the outfits that Jack wore. Like, I just think as a as a whole, like all of the costuming I thought seemed very authentic and just really nice, nice clothes. Like I just it was like when clothes stands out to me, like I think that is a good a good thing. I know we've talked about this before. That it's like a line. Like you don't want it to stand out too much that mm. it looks like it's like brand new, which I don't think that it did, but you want to notice it that you're like, oh. That's a cute I'm outfit. Really, yeah, that's a cute outfit. That's a cute outfit. I could see you wearing that, you know, that that kind of thing. And yeah, none of the outfits, you know, stood out for me. We we have some films where they'll have the the lead actor in all pink, for instance, and her friend in all blue. And it's just they have this weird kind of color scheme going on. We didn't really get that in this film. It was just outfits that made the character look like a real character and I, I appreciated that too good call yeah and the other one which is a, a big thing for me um because i don't it doesn't always stand out to me and so for me to notice this uh was the the score the scoring of this movie mm. i thought was brilliant it really stood out for me uh it was very like warm and tender in like certain moments and then they did this really interesting take. We talk about the little jingle when there's like the funny parts and they have this like kooky little jingle that we don't enjoy. But the score of this movie did like a different take on it. It was the funny little jingle, but it was more of like an orchestra little sounding string. strings. It was yeah. yeah. And I loved it. Yeah. It really just tied the movie together and made it feel like its own, like, special movie. And so props goes to Cindy O'Connor, who did the music for this movie. I was I was 
very impressed. I thought it was beautiful. Yes, no, I totally. I I will back that up. I think that's that's a great call. Good good job. And, and not only that, let's since we're on technical, just real quick. I forgot to mention this. You can tell good lighting. Here's how you tell if something's lit well. This is surefire way. Look for the lamps because usually what happens, even in the daylight scenes, they'll have lamps on in the room. And the reason they do this is to sort of motivate lighting, right? And so a lot of times you'll have a character and there'll be a lamp on in the background and it'll just add a little spark of color in the back. Maybe we'll get a little bit of, bit of, bit of bokeh. But in this film, all the, lamps on are, all the lamps are on all the time in the middle of the day. And it just adds a little little touch of color to the character in the back. Love it. And before we get into like the ending real quick, there's just, you know, this movie was all about life hacks that Lauren has. And to, like, to make you work more. Life <laughs> hacks to make you work more. Because that's what everybody needs. Yeah. Um, and there was just some, some ones that kind of made me, you know, scratch my head a little bit that... There's one that she mentions, and maybe you can explain this to me, and she mentions it in the beginning that she'll leave herself like little notes of like things to do. And one was self-folding laundry. Yeah. Yeah. To, is, is that even a, a possibility? Yeah. What you do is you have maybe half a bottle of red wine and you fold your laundry and you wake up the next morning and your laundry's already folded. Self-folded laundry. <laughs> Yeah, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. She, you save time. You save time. Twenty-seven um, hour day. Well, maybe I should uh, should try that. I, I thought it was funny because I'm like, well, don't you fold your own laundry? I, in my mind, it was like the laundry folds itself. Yeah, after the red wine, that's when the laundry's. Yeah, laundry so I'm folds. like, how does your laundry fold itself? I want to know how that comes to fruition. I I don't know. Um, very very curious as well. Also. The scene where Jack is uh, getting the ice cream, the the huckleberry with pie pieces oh, ice cream. I need to know where this is. This a real thing? Why? Why this? I need to know about this. I don't know, but I wanted some, and he's having some trouble getting the the ice cream out. And she's like, "Oh, I have a hack for that." Mm -hmm. But then we don't know what it is and you, that's actually a hack that i that i would want you you take the spoon and you run it under lukewarm water and it helps with the with the getting the ice cream out that or we do something very dangerous like we do and we stick the carton in the microwave how is that for dangerous like 10 seconds that's not dangerous because well, i don't that's think you're hack. supposed to put is it cardboard no you can put it in the microwave it's a hack we save some time so we yeah. can work more <laughs> so we can work more it's our own hack. You guys can take that. We're going to start a 27-hour day podcast, uh, <laughs> and that's our first hack. You stick the ice cream in the microwave. You guys are getting this for free. And the, the last one was that after the model that Ayla had put together for Jack's presentation and Little Piggy Evil pig, yeah. ruins everything, she's like, oh, well, I have a hack for that also. And I was curious how she... What was that hack? They they show a little quick montage of them putting together, yeah. but what was her hack to make it go faster? The hack was you have half a bottle of barn wine, <laughs> you put the model together, and then boom, it's done. So your hacks all involve wine. About half a bottle of barn wine, yeah. But does it have to be barn wine? It needs to be barn wine. It needs, mm. it needs to be barn wine. Um, so yeah, those were just some questionable hacks for me, but but yeah, hacks are hacks are fun. So the end of this film doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Maybe you can help me with it. You know, we, we talked about 
some great moments when she goes back for the mom. And, you know, I love that scene. So my question is this, you know, we're at the end. Are Lauren and Jack texting? Are they Instagram friends? What's happening? How long has it been? I didn't see the classic two months have passed, three months have passed thing. How much time has passed and what happened there? You know, that I was, I was a little upset by that. Yeah, we don't quite know how much time has passed, but enough that she has made huge decisions. They've both made huge decisions, life decisions, uh, that she turned down, you know, uh, touring with like her idol and and she's rebranding the whole podcast. Jack is deciding to go back to school to be a vet. Uh, so I'm not really sure. They don't They don't tell us. I would assume... Three months? Three months? I don't know how long it takes to rebrand a podcast and get in back to school. Well, but we're going to rebrand our podcast to 27-hour day, so we'll find out how long it takes to rebrand well, a podcast. <laughs> Let us know if you want us to start adding some, some fun hacks at the end of these episodes uh, that won't be helpful at all. But... I thought the ending was nice. I like that she decides to, I mean, she makes a huge decision. Like she turns down her dream, but it's a dream that she thought she wanted. And, and you know, all of this, she realizes like what's important and she doesn't want to miss her mom's birthday and good. Good. Yeah, we, we, we would have been upset. If been she, upset. You don't miss Mama Franny's birthday. Mm-mm. Nope. No. Uh, so happy that she made that decision and, you know, that she's still going to make money with her podcast. Like she has a large following. They're going to follow her even if she does. And they've got new sponsors and everything after she does it. So she'll be fine. And we have, you know, the whole sort of montage scene, lots of montages in this movie. Again, it comes down to editing. These montages were not great. Some of the cheesy flashbacks, no. But I thought the montage of everyone listening to her podcast was kind of nice. Like it just kind of like reaffirmed where everyone from the little retreat was and what they were doing in their lives. So I did like that that we got got to to see, see, uh, you know, Roger painting and. But then when they're they're thinking about it, there's one scene in particular where it's something about like, you know, uh, Jack's smile and it cuts to like. Uh, a scene of from the movie of Jack smiling, and it's like we don't we don't need that. We know what Jack's smile is. We know we've seen the scene before. Yeah, I'm not a fan of a montage where they show you the flashback montage scenes. Yeah, it's a flashback of what we've already seen in the movie. Yeah. Uh, so that was a bit of a cheesy aspect to it, but as a whole, I did like seeing you know everyone listening to the podcast, and then of course we have. Jack showing up, I, you know, Lauren's assistant tells him where she might be and he finds her on a bench reading because she's slowing down and she's taking time to take a break and read. And, you know, we find out he's going back to school to be a vet. They have some little, you know, banter on the bench and then we get our, our kiss. <laughs> so let's talk about editing because this this was a decision that was made in the editing room because this kiss and i know you do kisses i'm gonna have a i'm gonna have a quick little little technical on the kiss okay we have maybe our, our very first one first i've seen 
slow-mo kiss and it it does not it does not work for me uh sadly it did not work for me either i mean this is the end of the movie and y'all this kiss was not Mm. it like slow-mo lips coming together mouth open it was like yeah it would it was too much mouth open it was just awkward. If if it would have been played at regular speed, I think it would have been fine. It would. Have been I mean, fine. even Andrew Walker tweeted that night. We were live tweeting, and he said something like he was unaware that the kiss was going to be <laughs> slow mo. So that made me feel like he wasn't a fan of it either. Maybe I'm wrong, but it was a little uncomfy for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uncomfy. Uncomfy is a great word for it. It was a little uncomfy for me too. Yeah. Uh, but again, that that comes down to either the director decision or the editor's decision in the editing room so and and because it was slow-mo it's not like they could stay on them and we just keep getting slow motion kiss so they immediately had to do the zoom out that i hate yeah uh so it just was kind of ruined for me and i and i wasn't pleased with that well all you you need to do is just think about that campfire scene oh and i do and (laughs) i will so when it gets to the end of the movie what you then do is you know you write down or put it in your mind where that campfire kiss is. So then you zoom back to rewind to the campfire and then let that be your ending kiss. That, so is, that is definitely that's one a way to hack do it. for <laughs> you watching the 27 hour day to get that perfect ending kiss. That's a, it's a great hack. That's a great <laughs> hack. But thank you guys so much. That was the 27 hour day. You know, we started off saying we we're kind of lukewarm with the film that it was fine. I might be a little bit more than fine now uh, after talking about some of the ending scenes, um, but it is, it's is—it's definitely a slower film. It's definitely a slower film, but uh, the thing that, that really sold it for me, a lot of good technical stuff, lighting, uh, wonderful cast, but I, I think that the editing kind of held it back in, in some areas too. Yeah, definitely a little slow, but like you said, the casting was so great and uh, we're going to tag all of them when we make our post. Uh, there's just so many to like name everyone, but everyone that was in this movie, wonderful job. And, uh, and yes, there were enough like little moments like the campfire kiss, um, campfire scene in general. And, you know, that wonderful scene with Franny at the end that really just touches your Mm -hmm. heart. So definitely worth a watch. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. 50 episodes. We've done it. We've got our one year coming up very shortly as well. We're high-fiving. We're high-fiving. We have our one here coming up as well. And again, just want to reiterate, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for following. Thank you for reviewing. That helps us out so much. And most of all, thank you for your messages and reaching out to us. We love talking to y'all. Yes. And if you are listening on iTunes, make sure you give us a rating. Uh, Those little stars you see, just swipe how many you think we deserve uh but yeah any rating it really does help us out uh the more ratings we get it helps us to be seen more um so all of that really does help us out also heads up for next week the next movie in the summer night series is the the wedding march movies which i think is like the sixth in the series or something like that we unfortunately have not seen any of the other movies so 
We will not be reviewing this movie because we just are not able to catch up. It would be kind of funny, but we're not going to do it. Yeah, we tried to do it with that one winter proposal and it did, did not, work. not work out so well for did us. did not work out at all. So we don't want to do a review on a movie that we need so much backstory for. So we do have a really fun uh, surprise interview for you guys that we'll be announcing later so stay tuned for that, and yep. we will see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Thanks.